Welcome and thank you for joining us on the Sandy Pars Podcast, your source for in-depth discussions about the world of golf for the amateur golfer. We're your hosts, Randy Duran and Ryan Munoz. On this episode, we catch up on our games, recap the FedEx Cup playoffs, major live tour defectors, and much, much more. Stay tuned after the break. Welcome back to the Sandy Pars Podcast, episode 76. We're your hosts, Randy Duran and Ryan Munoz. Yes, sir. We're back in action after uh, I think our, our longest hiatus in a little in, since we've been doing this thing for two years, man. I mean, that's that's the I, I had people messaging me like, "What? Where's where's the pod? What's going on?" Um, it was about four weeks. Yeah, August fourteenth or August seventeenth was the last time we did this. This was pre pre Tahoe trip, pre uh, essentially pre like fully moved into the new house you were yeah i had i had just moved we i think we we reviewed wenty right so we were just freshly out of that tournament or a couple weeks out rather but yeah yeah uh pretty crazy i mean this is going to be the new the new uh mode here how we're doing all this and um i think it's going to work out just fine it does suck that we don't get to see each other in person as much but we will be able to do some uh some in-person ones which will make them even more special so absolutely absolutely how's palo alto treating you so far dude it's nice it's nice to be a little cooler here um i don't think we i could have done this from the man cave last week uh it was this the little my man cave is a little garage so uh this motherfucker was hotter than satan's anus yesterday (laughs) last week so it was not have been plausible to record (laughs) yeah deep so like uh so last week we um we didn't realize that we needed to do all this stuff to service our ac so we ran that bitch for about eight hours and it got eight degrees hotter in here and uh you know first time homeowner here have no idea (laughs) no idea what i'm doing so but we did figure it out. It's all, it's much cooler. I mean, I have a hoodie on right now. So uh, glad because I was, so I was told that the, the climate here in Marin was mild, but last week it was changed. Yeah. Yeah. That 110, 111 here. I mean, it was just hot everywhere in Northern California. So yeah. I think the majority of our listeners uh, can empathize. Um, yeah. So in the last month, lots happened the the tour championship concluded a uh, great year in golf um we're already about to start at the fortnet we have wrap some around new, season bro wrap around season this is what these live guys are trying to get out of it uh, doesn't rest <laughs> we got a, a a big new group of live defectors um and then we got the president's cup coming up so uh it, i mean it never sleeps the golf season never sleeps man i mean we took Four nope. weeks off, and uh, you know that was the only break in the entire year. It feels like. Yeah, we took some pivotal, pivotal weeks off. I think the last week we were here was we discussed Willie Z winning the first leg of the FedEx Cup playoffs. Right, so we missed uh, the BMW, right, and then or the FedEx Jude rather, and then we missed the Tour Championship. Right. Um. So yeah, let's let's start with our usual agenda here we talk do some game talks and pga slash i guess live talk i gotta update the agenda now because we talk live every single week now um and then we'll we'll talk some bets and some uh, up and down uh sounds good game talk so one month has gone by um we played fleming last week but have you played have you played at all other than that no i've made it to the range here in palo alto since we played at wenty I think I made it twice. Once was an actual like good session. And then I went on uh, Sunday, the start of the big NorCal heat wave. And I hit mm-hmm. like 15 balls of my 70 that I bought. And I was just like, fuck this. It's too hot. <laughs> and so I went back, um, just gave them to some youngster out there. There was only like four people out on the range too. So That's how uh, high, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, we've talked on here, the mental side of things and et cetera. I, I went into our most recent round playing, uh, or expecting to play like a dude that hasn't really played very much or even swung a club all but a couple of times in the last month and a half. So, 
I'm uh, I'm gonna plan to get some more range sessions in here between next week or between now and next Saturday for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. I haven't been in the range out here since we moved here. Um, I did get one range session up in Tahoe. We went to Tahoe for a week right after we moved in to the house. Um, we played, and I thought we were playing the mountain course. Uh, I'm sorry. I thought that last year, the review that I gave for Incline Village Golf Course, there's two of them. There's a mountain course and the championship you got course. Your, you got your courses flipped. And I had them flipped. I played the championship course last year. And so I signed up for the championship course again this year. Um, same result in terms of that course is fantastic, dude. I, anybody who anybody who goes up to Tahoe, um, Incline Village Championship Course has to be on, uh, you know, on the agenda or, or, or the uh, itinerary to go out there and play this time, instead of playing by myself, uh, well, last year I got to play with, uh, uh, my, my buddy, Jeff, shout out Jeff. Um, Oh damn. I'm cra- I remember you telling this story. That's crazy. It's been yeah. Here. Yeah. So, uh, Jeff Donnelly, he's the man. We got to go out there and play and, and Jack, a friend of the podcast was out there. I hooked up, um, Jeff with a, with a Sandy Pars hat, we went out there and had a great time. Jack and I played 30, 34 holes and then had to get picked up because we couldn't quite finish. <laughs> mm. started, take, started taking a while. What really took a long time is uh, um, uh, just like finishing the, like the last three holes or whatever. We were stuck behind some folks, but a great well, time I mean, overall. Shit, you guys almost got two rounds in. so For real. And last year playing, there's a little bit of smoke and stuff. And then this year was just perfect, beautiful conditions. And uh you know, got to talk some fantasy baseball with Jeff, got to show uh, Jack, you know, um, what I loved about the course. And it was in perfect condition. The greens were super hard. The fairways were running. And that course, it really makes you think about what you want to do off the tee because you can't just bomb it. And well, just- yeah, it's, I've never played there, but I, most Tahoe golf that I've played is all, you know, it's very target golf, right? Elevation right. changes and you got to be able to hit your spot. I can think of the couple courses I've played. I've gone predominantly irons and uh, hybrid off the tee. Yeah. And, and, and both courses that we've, that I played this last month, I really do feel that uh, for your bag, you can't just have 14 clubs. You have to have like 16, 17 clubs but you only bring the 14 because different courses are, are require different things. I feel like at, uh, uh, at Fleming, as I do about incline, there are several holes that you have to start off with, with less than driver. And I'm so stubborn. I don't want to hit it. I didn't want to hit the two iron because I needed like an extra 20 yards. You know, I needed, I needed a three wood or a five wood is what I felt the entire time I was playing an incline. And then at, uh, at Harding at, for, at the Fleming, nine i feel like you need you need a three wood out there because yeah. there's there's like three or four holes that you need them and two of them are par fours and two of them are par threes and you need it yep yeah 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 the two iron is kind of uh it's a good like backup club and club to pull in and out of the bag you don't necessarily need it in the back all the time all it's, the time it's uh it's we were talking at, at fleming it's it's a hard club like it'd be great to hit that on that first tee there, but it's like so hard to just go out and try to hit a fucking two iron on number the one tee tee. on the very first hole and start your ground out. It's just like shit. Yeah. And I've, yeah, the two iron miss is, uh, it's just, it's brutal. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> really, really no matter what the miss that you have is like, but mine is a, a violent, violent hook um that's gonna roll forever and kill someone potentially on the next hole i was i've never been more embarrassed on a number one (laughs) tee than i was at fleming and i I know it's just a a little nine hole but it's there's nothing little about it's just a nine hole golf course okay yeah it doesn't have a par five but the par threes are monsters and i'll never i'll never forget turning around after I essentially topped or shanked my second <laughs> off the tee. And I see my dad, he's, he's sitting there, he's looking at me like, what the fuck was that? Yeah, yeah. He's like, I played golf with you a thousand times. I have never seen that. And I was like, that's, that's, that's a golfer who hasn't played. That's a golfer who's played uh, golf for 20 years, 24 years, who took, who took one month off and look what happened. It's, it's crazy. 
I mean, those those were it happened to you again, and those were your worst shots of the day, right? Uh, right. So there was, but yeah, I dude, I mean, I I just I completely blew up on on that uh, the long par four. This I think it's the seventh hole. I I tried to play a big old cut on my drive, and I double crossed that. Oh, and I was yeah. I was fucking way out in the other fairway on one of these holes coming back, and I tried to hit that over these trees. I tried to I tried to haven't swung a club, you know, in a month and a half. I tried to go hero shot hybrid over the trees, <laughs> and I completely I then I so I went from a dead a dead pool double cross, then I completely just faded this thing sliced this thing out over our hole and then onto the eighth hole and then i hit a good shot up over onto the green from the eighth hole but that was a great shot fucking disaster uh, <laughs> <laughs> disaster but yeah i mean it's tough i mean we're, we're entering this this part of our lives that uh so many other golfers have, are about to ex- or have experienced already where is how do you how do you balance a busy schedule and keep your game sharp right you almost have to have a little a little practice area at home and yet and make it out to the range when you can i feel i think what's missing what i need and what like i can't get from stanford's range is uh to practice chipping is most important i had two chips i think three times out there Mm. um yeah, I think I had on, on basically every double I had minus the hole that I was just explaining where I fucking double crossed and then sprayed my next shot was a result of two chips. And yeah. so um, I think if you're playing, if you, you're not playing as much, if you can keep that short game tidy, right? And, and, and you're if you're obviously like already a, a, have some touch around the greens and, you know, like that's a a a stronger part of my game i feel like but like dude when it's not there it's just brutal you don't have to rely on and they're just score killers two chips just fucking kills your score and mentally it it wrecks you too like i don't know that's one of the most enraging things for me in in golf when i chip twice i'm just like god damn it you loser what's worse what's okay what 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 do you hate more the uh the chip that goes like two feet or the the skull over the green, or the thin over the green. I hate the chip that goes two feet because that just tells me that I'm not committed to my my shot at all, right? Right. You're just deselling. I'll take I'll the skull is frustrating. I'll take a chip that I that I hit and just goes over though. You know. Yeah. Um, I know that's just and I had I think two of those doubles that I had where I chipped three t- or twice was was that right? I just gave it too much and I was like fuck, but it's still frustrating. Um, and it's, it's one of, I believe Hank Haney's key points. If you can avoid to, to, to lower scores, don't get, don't hit penalties. Don't chip twice. Avoid the big miss. Yeah. Um, and it, that it kind of, it goes back to like the mental game. You just don't play that much. So you're not, you're mentally not like ready to go out there and play. I feel like I can go out there and swing a club, but like my mentality is not quite set, you know? Yeah. I like I was trying to guide the ball. Just you, you that's, that's what you do. You, you almost struggle you to find your routine, you know, yes. it feel, and, and then, and then your routine doesn't feel normal. And you're just like, what the fuck? I completely agree with the, the whole guiding of the shot. When you haven't played in a while, you don't trust anything. So you, yeah. like you have to, you have to guide it. So and, and we're talking, we're talking as guys who play all the time and we miss one month and we're talking about playing like shit one time, but it's the truth. That's what makes golf so difficult is like, you have to stay sharp. And we've been trying to, to develop a consistent swing, a consistent game now for a couple of years. And it's like, okay, we finally took a little bit of time off, you know, this and that, and it can disappear that fast. I've yeah. also I've also been on the other side where I haven't played in a little while and gone out and played great, really well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this is just the other side of it. Um, but yeah, I I totally understand what you're talking about when you t- when it comes to guiding shit. Like when you're hitting those, when you're starting to like you know make the ball go to certain places instead of instead of just swinging the club. That's when you're in trouble because the thing is, it works one time or or two times. And you're like, okay, I can do that. And then you start trying yeah. to do it too much and you get in trouble. Yep. Get all stiff out there. Right. 
Um, all right. Well, should we, I mean, there's a lot that's happened in, in the PGA tour live tour. Should I call yes. should we just, so it, it, is it, is it the live tour or the 54 tour? What, 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 what? I don't know, bro. I mean, the, the DP world tour just held a 54, uh, a 54 whole event. Are well, you talking because about their logo? I'm just talking about the LIV means 54. And I've, and I've heard, uh, I've heard, I think I thought I heard, uh, Norman call it the 54 to i don't know I, interesting I, their font kind of reminds me of like studio 54 it does yeah definitely definitely um so like you said earlier last last time we talked was during the middle of the fedex cup playoffs rory obviously wins the tour championship um this for the second time third time third time third time Wow! Thank God. So the P, they really lucked out that that he made a comeback on Sunday because otherwise it was going to stink. The tournament wasn't really worth watching, and yeah, uh, it was fun to watch. I wish it was fun to watch. Right? It was cool that Rory caught him, but like Chef clearly just from on like all day Sunday was not playing his. He even Saturday didn't have his best golf. Like right. So it go there's just like those weird moments of like that whole format where it's like, dude, this guy, he wouldn't even be playing on the last group on Sunday if he didn't start out with a 10 stroke lead. Uh, right. It reminds me of NASCAR. NASCAR. Yeah. Uh, for it the, does. The the yeah. sprint, the, the, the chase for the cup. Right. Yes. And I think that's kind of what they were going for. Right. Um. I mean, there's it's a gift and, an, and a curse, dude. That was that was real fun to watch. It was still fun to watch rory come back he played some great golf um i'm trying to think like that's when he almost what... when he almost jarred that uh that chip from over the green after yeah he, that's where i was like oh yeah for sure he's just like he's got all the momentum and scheffler just looked lost with his putter that's what really oh go ahead yeah i was just gonna say that that's the one thing i don't like about the format is um you have a guy in a car that's souped up it's it's completely tuned tuned into to the course um to the track he's his times are better than the other cars he's out there kicking ass and what you don't want to see is the car that's sputtering win the whole thing and yeah with the current format that's kind of how it was like scheffler wasn't out there uh deserving um you know playing the best golf out there on, 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 on the course. Um, and that's, what's so frustrating is like, okay, you want it to be the two guys that you want it to be the two best guys who are playing, but then you want to, you want to reward the guys who had for the, the best season long for the season. Yeah. It's, I feel like that's kind of the, that's just the, the predicament that you're in. Yeah. And so, you know what? I, I think it's for better or for worse. That's just how it's going to be. You know what I mean? Yeah, so you don't. I mean, it's it's for better or for worse. That's how it's going to be going forward. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's uh, that's a really good, really good comparison, actually, um, because it would have been like I forget who was. It, it was Adam Scott, right? It was like kicking ass. He came yeah. from way the fuck back there. Like, like that's who should be playing on the Sunday, the final grouping of that tournament. Um, and again, it was still great to watch Roars and Scheffler go at it. But like, I mm-hmm. want Rory and Scheffler going like I want Scheffler early season Scheffler going at it with Rory. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like where, when, when he's got his putter going, then I want to see him getting it. So but they're the PGA are very blessed that at least someone made it interesting. And it wasn't just Scheffler going out there and playing like, you know, mediocre golf and still kicking ass in this tournament. And winning, right. Winning. Um, but on that note, my goodness, what a season for Scotty Scheffler cash wise, um, clout wise, just, I mean, in arguably one of the best seasons ever. And like the run he's been on, right. Corn Ferry player of the year to PGA tour player of the year. Just congratulations, Scotty on winning that man. Like, I completely agree with you. We talked about this at the beginning of the year. He was our uh, breakout player. We both agreed on that breakout player. Did we think that he was going to win, you know, player of the year? Do we think he's going to be the number one golfer in the world? Uh, No. 
one of us thought that he was going to win the masters for sure and want a grip of fucking money. Uh, but yeah, uh, you know, some of us, I mean, not some of us, most people were expecting big things from him this year and he still exceeded them somehow, you know, yeah. hell of a season, hell of a season. Speaking of a hell of a season, um, we talked about at the beginning of the year too, and we always have like some bold predictions or like guys that we think are going to have a good year. And we talked about Rory and Rory did not win the, the open championship, um, the 150th at, uh, Royal St. Andrews, but he did, he does win the tour championship this year. Do you think that he would have traded that open championship for the tour championship? Uh, yes, I do. Without a doubt. I do, right? for, I do for two reasons. Yeah. I think, I think a just yes. And then B being <laughs> the, the, you know, the, the PGA tours kind of guy head head guy and, and losing that head to head. And now the open, the current reigning open champion is residing in live golf, I think is the secondary reason, but like the one that really, the one that really keeps him up at night. Oh <laughs> man. I mean, Rory could have really saved the PGA tour. I think if he would have beat cam in the open championship um, because then Cam leaving isn't that big of a sting, right? It's just like, uh, okay, you know, a top yeah, guy leaving. it stings leaving. much more that it's the current oh, yeah. open champion. Well, yeah, it, it sucks when, you know, he's taking a claret jug over there to Saudi Arabia and, you know, drinking water out of it. It sucks, you know what I mean? It's well, tough. And to Liv's credit, are you, possibly the, the most fun guy to watch when he's on, too. Uh, Absolutely. That when guy he's draining yeah, putts, yeah, yeah. like dude, he's fucking so much fun to watch because there's no holes in his game, and then that putter just gets insanely hot. He's pr- just, he's he, he reminds he reminds me of Prime Spieth. He reminds me of Spieth before uh before the downfall. That when so, he gets when he gets hot, it's just insane. It's like this any he can make anything. Anything is on the table. If he as long as the ball is on the green and he has a putt for birdie, it could go in. Yep, yep. So to to kind of jump back, right? Uh, you just say he reminds you of Spieth. We've seen this like when a guy has a crazy season. Spieth, JT, they still have had great careers, but when they've had that breakout season, there's always a a, a big dip um, and kind of like a dry spell. Do we think that's coming for one uh, Scotty Chef? Great question. Scotty Scheffler doesn't rely on one part of his game. I feel. Yeah. And I feel, and I feel like his short game, uh, yeah, he's a decent putter, but I feel like his short game, oh, he always just like, he puts himself in those positions, right? So we saw, we saw on Sunday of the, of the tour championship that he wasn't making the putts, right? But he was still in the same, he still, he he still had a chance to bring the whole thing home. Exactly. Exactly. So he has those, yeah. So unless he loses that touch or whatever, and you can never say, what, what's going to happen after a year like this, but you look at a guy like Scheffler, he's so even keeled. He's not about the publicity. He's not about the, you know, he's not being in commercials. He's not, you know, signing with Puma. He's not doing state farm commercials just yet. And um, I feel like those things are huge distractions and that's a he's lot of probably, added pressure. He's, he's probably going to do like a, uh, a Medicaid commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Or like a life insurance, a like life a, insurance, a, 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 re, a, re, a reverse mortgage, <laughs> yeah, reverse yeah, mortgage. Yeah, yeah. Him and Tom Selleck, him yeah. and Tom Selleck. <laughs> oh fuck! That's uh, sorry, Scotty. That's fucked up. But <laughs> he is the oldest twenty-six-year-old on the planet. Um, <laughs> oh man. But yeah, uh, in terms of a dip, yes, he's not going to have as good of a year as he did this year. But I mean, that's hard to replicate. But... He seems like he's going to be a major machine. I mean, I agree. I think that his game, like we we talked about it at the beginning of the year, his game, like after that Ryder Cup, he's he's fearless. And uh, to, to see him go out there and, and play well in essentially all four majors. Uh yeah, all four majors yeah. he played well. Yeah. Oh, did he miss the cut at the PGA? 
I think he missed the cut of the PGA Championship. May so, have. So Whatever. three or four majors, though. He was in the thing, okay? And, and uh, all the other tournament wins. I mean, yeah. Right, it's, right. So, no, I, I agree with you. I don't think he's got a, a – not that JG – I mean, JT's not probably the best example, but he did have a, a sufficient dip after the uh, – and dry spell after the – when he won the FedEx Cup and had his ridiculous season. But exactly. I think, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't see that happening. I don't know. He seems focused. And like you said, he's kind of just a quieter dude and keeps cool, cool being under the radar. You know, I think that almost helps him. He's um, like that. He's like that. Aw shucks player. He, yeah. He's, he's like, he's like Tony Romo, but like can actually win but wins win. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I mean, I'm interested to see what next year brings or, or actually this this year brings i mean because they're starting to, starting up i can't believe it's been a year since we did the fortnet we should just transition into that that's the tournament coming up this week uh last year we volunteered for it one of the best one of the best weekends i've ever had um other than when we did pebble uh it's yeah dude silverado resort and spa um a up, up hell there of a course it's a great course. Absolutely fantastic course. <clears throat> Sad to be missing it this year. They're, they got it. I'm sure they've stepped up the amenities because they made a big, uh, it seemed like a pretty big effort last year to really kind of deck out all those little areas, like the, those, the, the par threes, kind of like those, those little spots, the hospitality spots. Right. So um, it should be a good time if you're in the area and you can, I'm sure there's tickets available. I would for sure recommend going if it wasn't such a trip and et cetera. Listen to this. The the Chronicle just published an article three weeks ago about uh, tourism in Napa being at uh, 50% less than it was last year and the year before. Yet they charge, they've got the gall to charge these outrageous prices. So you read the same thing. No, I just know what the prices are when okay. I was looking at hotel rooms and okay. shit. That they, you would think that, they, that things have skyrocketed, but Dude, they, these fucks in Napa. First of all, anybody listening to this, Napa is not <laughs> as good as it's not as awesome as as as, as is panned out to no. be. Stay in Sonoma and drive in. Don't 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 pay to nine hundred dollars average for a hotel room a in night. Napa tastings wine tastings hundred dollars for a wine to taste fucking wine you can go to a liquor store for a hundred dollars and buy buy, all the wines that you buy 10 bottles and taste them and taste them all (laughs) napa is so overrated so that's the only downside i would say to the the tournament that's why uh i really do i actually do love the course and the way the fortnite runs everything um Looking at the field, it's a better field than last year, minus Phil Mickelson. Minus yeah, he'll Phil. be he'll be in Chicago. He'll be he'll be in Chicago, um, not talking to the media. Uh, we got Gary Woodland, Webb Simpson, Hideki, obviously Max Homa, uh, Fending no, Champ, no John Rom this year. Maverick McNeely, always got, a favorite. We got Sahit Tagala. I'm gonna mm-hmm. bet on Sahit Tagala. I'm going to bet on Mav McNeely and Bo Hostler. Yeah, Bo, Bo played well there last year. Ricky Fowler, too. Did he play last year? No, he did not. That, no. That's going to be, he'll be the biggest gallery. Yeah. Um, yeah. Harry Higgs is back. I mean, he lost his tour card, but he's got a sponsor exemption. Corey Connors. Just going through all these guys. Oh, and our, and our boy Nick Hardy. Nick Hardy. That's another guy I'm going to bet on, too. So, uh, okay. all right, but let's, so I'm, and then we've got, uh, let's look and let's do, this is what live was. This is what they want. A little, a, a comparison of, uh, Oh whom, shit. Whom here we, we go. got going. Oh, here whom we, we go. got going. Oh, here we go. Whom do we got going? I will say while you're looking that up. That is one of the advantages that Liv has is that you have the same 50 golfers week to week. You know exactly who's going to show up. It's not like, oh, is this person going to opt in? Yeah. Opt out. 
the strength, the strength of the field is going to, is going to uh, be consistent. We uh, turn or event to event. You know what I mean? Yes. I think and what they have, they have like playing spots, but those are for the tail end spots. So like, you know, the DJ is going to be there. So we've got who we all, we just mentioned firepower wise on live Gall or on uh, the PGA tour this week in Chicago, we got DJ, the favorite plus four fifty, cam Smith plus 500 Jocko. That's a huge get for Liv, Jocko. Okay, let, let's just let's just go in. Let's just go into Liv right now because we need to talk Abe, about the we need to talk about the defectors. Let's just Abe answer. You got up there. I mean, yeah. All right, go on, go on. No, no, no. You're right. No, you can just keep on going because Liv tour since we talked last has had. Uh, I wrote down three major defectors here. We got Cam Smith, Jocko Neiman, and and Mark Leishman. And I know there's other ones that have left, uh, and I, they're evading me at this moment. HV3 is a HV3 is with the he's not so much the kind of you know world golf ranking clout, but dude, we've been to we, we volunteered at two events that he's played, and he always has fans out there, at, always at Pebble and he had, uh, at Silverado. Yep. Yeah, and so, so, yeah, and I, I completely forgot about uh, HV3. So. I mean, they, they got the number two golfer in the world with Cam Smith, Joaquin Neiman, Mark Leishman, and uh, and Harold Varner the third, all joining Live. I mean, when Cam Cam leaving has has probably been the biggest blow other than DJ, I would say uh, yeah. for all of this. Yeah, Jocko's huge. I mean, I I'm I, surprised. I'm surprised. I didn't once I saw Carlos Ortiz left. I, I had a hunch more. I'm surprised that Mito and uh, some more of the South American guys aren't going. I thought that I read that Mito was going, but he must have uh, decided against it because that. I mean, he almost won the PGA Championship this year. Yep. Uh, yeah. So I also saw that Apple TV was in negotiations with the Live Tour to be their broadcasting partner, and they turned it down. They said no, nope, too toxic. Two, yeah, uh, two against the brand. Su- that's not surprising. Um, they're getting better. The I watched, I watched some of the last one, the Boston one, and I thought the production was was better than than the the previous ones. So they're gonna kink it out, and someone's gonna end up picking them up. You know, it's uh, only a matter of time. Once they get the eyeballs, everything else is going to fall into place. Once people start watching that on YouTube, if they can get to the hundred thousand eyeball range, uh, because every, every time I've tuned in, it's been like, you know, tens of thousands. Yeah. But I mean, do you really think there's a hundred thousand people watching the going to be watching the Fortnite on Friday afternoon? Yes. Because it's on NBC or CBS, whatever it's it's on. No, no. Friday. It's just on golf channel. Okay. Well still, even then, it's, I mean, it's, it's I, don't, a, I don't think it's not, a, they don't do CBS. Don't do golf in the summer during football season. No, you're, be, you're right. Be, but my whole point, my, my point. But is, yeah. Yeah. It's on, it's on, I get you. Right. National you television. You don't have to go on your laptop to watch it. Yeah. Well, fuck. Everyone's got YouTube on TV now. Smart TVs and shit. Well, look, I'm, look, I'm a millennial. Um, but yeah. So once they get the eyeballs and I think it's going to happen soon. Like if they can keep it going for about, if they can keep going for another few months, if something crazy happens or they have like a crazy musty moment that everybody missed out on, then everybody's going to want to watch it. I'm well, surprised after the, the way that the, this last tournament ended with the Eagle putt from, from DJ, it wouldn't surprise me if this is the highest, highest viewership they've had. Yeah. And I think it's, this is where they're like, kind of their idea and how they run things is great because if they're smart, they put this on like a three hour window just prior to like NFL starting, you know, started early, get it out. Like it's, it's, it's way easier for me to tune into a round of golf on Sunday. If I know with the shotgun start, right. If it's three hours, boom, everyone starts at, you know, that we're going to be done in time to watch the Niners or Broncos game. I ain't watching the Niners. Fuck them. Um, yes, yeah, so uh, I, I completely agree. There's there's several things that I like about the live tour. I do really like that they have the shotgun start. I don't understand why that isn't uh, uh, more prevalent 
in in the PGA Tour. I do know I do know that they will start people on the back nine and then the front nine. And if you're if you're comfortable doing that, then what? Then why not do the shotgun start? Yeah, um, the fields are bigger, so I can understand. I, I think I can understand that. So the, the fields are triple the size than a live true. So the but, but but still, if you do the shotgun start to begin the day, it would it would cut the time down by you know an hour or something like that. You know what I mean? A ton cuts your cost down, cuts the volunteer time down, cuts like everything down. You know? Yeah, I think um, that yeah. I think that one major thing that we're going to be missing out on this year uh, is the fact that the, the live tour players aren't going to be playing in the president's cup. And that's yes. a lot. And that's a loss for everybody. That's if you're a PGA tour fan, if you're a live tour fan, it doesn't matter. That's a loss for everybody because the president's cup losing Leishman losing uh, the, you know, Jocko Neiman, um, Abe answer, uh ortiz ortiz can't uh, i think i already said cam smith mark leishman those guys are what make the entire presence or the entire international team uh hideki's still still around but other than that like losing those guys is a huge loss for golf in my opinion in general and the only reason that is is because once you leave to go to the live tour, um, you don't have official world golf rankings points anymore, uh, except for the majors. Yeah. It's, uh, we said this after the PGA championship, I was really looking forward to kind of the South American American rivalry that the president's cup was setting up with, with right. Mito Ortiz answer, that uh, I can't think of that young young kid from um, Eugenio Lopez Chacara from Oklahoma State that's on live, but like uh, those guys, right? It was it it is gonna make this cool, especially when you got Cam Smith and Leishman on an, on another team out right. there, right? That you know are already gonna go just slaughter some points. Cam so. Smith is a is an assassin in this format. He's like a he's like a good Kisner. You it know? is. You're right. Everyone loses because I'm looking. We got international squad this year. Christian Bezadenhut, Taylor Pendereth, my namesake, Sebastian Munoz, but he's probably going to go to live. Cam Davis. Uh, the the worst Cam of them all, Cam Davis, the least talented. Of the Mito, Mito, Mito's in there. Tom Kim. Okay. Uh, Adam Scott, Corey Connors, Sanjay, Sanjay, Siwoo Kim, and KH Lee. So it's not bad, but no, but you're missing, not, you're missing but, two Titans, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, and dude, I think those Carlos Ortiz, Abraham Answer, those guys are fucking great golfers, yeah. So, yeah, it is a bummer, it's a bummer. Um, I'm going to watch them live though over the weekend. Yeah. Um, and so with the whole president's cup thing, eventually we've been talking about what the fallout uh, of, of live is going to be. So if the majors don't say if the majors, if the majors don't give exemptions for these guys and they just base it purely on the current status quo, meaning they have to finish well in tournaments. They have to get exemptions that way in the current PGA tour tournaments or DP world tour tournaments, or they have to finish in a certain position in the official world golf rankings. That's the ways that these guys get in, right? Unless you're like the masters or you've won these before you get an exemption. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I was looking into the official world golf rankings because there's a huge point of the antitrust lawsuit that's coming up with the official world golf rankings, right? Because several of the board members are, have, or is, is a conflict of interest. Yeah. Right. A huge, uh, Jay Monahan is on the fucking board of the official world golf rankings. Yeah. So, so are several people from the Royal and ancient. So just looking at what the application requires for you to get official world golf rankings. These are the seven tenants to get them. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the first one's easy and live qualifies. 
an embrace of an in, of inclusion and promoting non-discriminatory non-discriminatory practices. Yes. In, instant qualification for live. Two, competitions contested over 72 holes except for developmental tours like the Abima TV tour, the Alps golf tour and Euro pro tour, which are permitted to be 54 hole events. Now, live tour is not a developmental tour that no. is supposed to be competing with the two majors, which are PGA and DP, right? Yeah. So we agree on that. Yes. Three, an open annual qualifying school held before the start of each season or so how is that how is that because i thought the pga tour just brought q school back um that's a great question did they just they i may be wrong in stating that they may have changed changed some sort of they may have changed the rulings back to the old q school like qualifications yeah i think q school has always been around yeah Okay, sorry, sorry. Yeah, no, all good. Um, for a field size on average of 75 players over the course of a season. So they're short there for now. Mm-hmm. Uh, five, a 36-hole cut, whether, okay. playing, whether playing 54 or 72 holes. So there's, so no a, cut. there's, a, little, there's a little nook that, that Liv could fall into there. Uh, six, a clear opportunity to progress to a full member tour, that is, to one of the six members of the International Federation of PGA Tours. I don't know what the fuck that means. What does that mean? Uh, seven, reasonable access for local and regional players, i.e. Monday qualifiers at each of its tournaments. Okay. They're kind that. of they're kind of doing that. They're trying to do that with the 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 last like they're from what I understand, Liv's trying to do like a last four in. Gotcha. Like, you know? Um, so they have maybe they have fifty whatever, you know, sixty guys on the roster and fifty four fifty through fifty four fighting for those shots. So I think right. they can maybe have that squared away. Yeah. So, okay. So for just looking at this of the seven, one, maybe five and six and seven, it looks like that can be accomplished in the, in, in the near future. The one, the one that the live tour needs to focus on is 75 players or more, uh, an open annual qualifying school, and competitions contested over 72 holes. And so they're, they're going to have to change the definitions and the requirements of the official world golf rankings to get their points. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think they can get around some of those. Those are interesting. They're going like, to have, yeah. So either Liv's going to have to change or these requirements are going to have to change. And yeah. I would, and here's my thought. I think the requirements will change because I think that money has solved all the problems that Liv has had thus far. And I wouldn't be surprised to see money start to matriculate into the people who make decisions for the official world golf yeah. rankings. Once that money reaches there, it's like a virus. Everyone's going to be like, okay, well, I want, I, well, I want to get bribed too, or I want to get paid too, you know, and, and I think it will change. Oh yeah. Money. I mean, money talks, but at the end of the day, that's what we want. We want, we still want Cam Smith, Jocko, DJ, Taylor Gooch, all these guys, Louie, Louie's still a threat to win any major he's in in the next year. I would say he's got to show me a little more than he did this last year, but he was hurt this year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, There's no reason to think if he gets healthy that that's still, I mean, he almost won two majors last year. Yeah. So, or two, two years ago. Right. So, I mean, that's what we want. It's just like, let it happen. Yep. You know? Um, yeah. I don't know that, but the, the bottom line is they're, I mean, they're, they're going to stick around, dude. You look at the firepower, as far as the names they have, it's, it's going to be a problem. And Phil for as much flack as he's caught was that like, I mean, he's kind of, he, he, he's like, <laughs> The, the PGA guys should now thank him and 
now they're they're the live guys are just doing their own thing as well. That's one thing we didn't even touch on was the fact that the the PGA tour is like adopting now all these fresh ideas about change like different types of events, you know. And we said that we said this at the beginning of the year when the at the very first emergence, once once all the, the dust started to settle of of Phil being a huge proponent uh, of this, uh, seeing Jay Monahan handle all this, we were spot on. We were just like, it kind of feels like Phil actually was right about a lot of the problems that the PGA tour was facing. Cause now they're all, they're all doing their cop. They didn't bend the knee, but they're copycatting. Yeah. And they're, they're open to all these ideas. And it really makes me feel like what Phil Mickelson said and say what you want about Phil, like him, love him, hate him. He said that Jay won't listen to shit unless you have leverage. <laughs> then he wouldn't. And got this all is exactly <laughs> this is exactly his fucking point. And I'm not a live guy. I want the, I, I'm a PGA tour guy. You're you like live. It's totally fine. But that is undeniable. Yeah. It's undeniable. Jay Monahan was exposed by Phil hundred percent throughout this entire process. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean, again, I, I like what I like. I like what the PGA has done too. So it's cool. Like at the end, at the end of the day, we we got we're gonna find a way to get these guys in majors. There's no doubt in my mind. I so. agree. I agree. I think that if if something if some deal can be worked out to where there's less of these nonsense tournaments and it's uh, live can somehow get into like the how about the live series of the PGA of the PGA Tour? What about that? It's like it's it's like it's it's like eight eight events and the rest i don't know dude i mean that's oh we forgot about cameron tringali going over (laughs) that guy got disqualified from the pga championship a few years ago fuck him no Um, yeah but i mean it's 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 gonna be something like that it's gonna be like there's there's gonna be a few events that are of, of the live tour that are allowed in the pga tour and it's going to, you know, it's going to be like, it's, it's going to be something like that. It's going to be a hybrid when it's all said and done, because yeah. you can't let these guys uh, just not be on the PGA tour. And looking back on all this, it's, it's just the PGA tour completely bungled all this. They didn't get out in front of it. They didn't take it seriously. They just thought that it was going to be, you know, Oh, we're too powerful. We, there's no way these guys would leave. Um Completely underestimated the competition, no doubt. Yep. All right. We, I think that's enough. I think we we tapped all that. Should we get into some golf gambling and finish with Let's up do and it. down here? Let's do it. All right. Who do you got for gambling and for the Fortinet? All right. Um, I'm gonna bet Sahit Tagal to win. And I'm gonna bet Maverick McNeely to win. I'm trying to pull up the odds. And then I don't know who I'm gonna go first round leaders, but I'm gonna bet some first round leaders. Yeah, I'm just, um, just going to get some top tens. I'm thinking. What the fuck? Fortnite championship. That's first round leader. Odds to win. All right. Give me. Let's see. We'll put these in. Give me Mav at 21 to 1. Give me Sahith at uh, 23 to 1 to win. Damn. I'm looking at McNeely, Mav McNeely to win. He's the fourth favorite. Uh, oh, Davis Riley's up there. I like him. That's your guy. I saw him earlier. And then I'm looking, I'm going all the way down for Bo Hostler. Where is he? Where is Bo Hostler? Oh my God. He's way the fuck down here. How are you gonna, just going to put Hostler down, down like this? I just don't understand it. Uh, he's, he, is... he's, he, he's 12, five plus so 12,500. I'm going to first round leader, Bo Hostler. I'm going to first round leader, hmm, Doc Redman at 90 to 1. Bo Hostler's 80 to 1. I'm going to first round leader, Ricky at 90 to 1. Ooh. Ricky has a letter around in forever, though. <laughs> I'm going to go Adam Svensson at 90 to 1. Why? And then, why? Yes. Svenny's come out and led some tournaments, and then I'm going to go Sahit Tagala. All right, Svensson's come out, led some tournaments. He's played well. This is this is his stomping ground. Sahith has to come 
uh, through for you. You've been you've been you've been by his side since February. I can't not bet him now. Otherwise, like the, him. the the angst of of knowing that I've I've missed out on him, I'm just like fuck. So he's not he's not in the in the in the major matter of time club, but just the just the next to win matter of time club, it has to be him, right? Well, he, I mean, rookie to... of the, rookie of the year definitely yeah. probably goes to Cam Young. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tagala's second. He made the tour championship in his rookie season. Yep, and you know, barring that, just painful meltdown. Um, wherever the hell that tournament was in like Minnesota, uh, yeah, you know, he should have had he he and he and he almost won at uh, Scotty's win, the win that start where it all started for Scotty. It was, was him and Tagala. He was he right hit, there. He hit too good of a hybrid on a seventeen that rolled into the water. Otherwise, he was in a playoff or won that thing. He's gonna. I love the way he plays. He plays. He plays aggressive. Um, that's what I mean. He went driver on that eighteenth hole, and that's what put him in that bunker where he hit all those bunker shots. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but. Like, I mean, I, I love that decision-making, right? He's, yeah. He he said he, he birdied it every day prior. He hit driver off driver off the tee, like, fuck it, let's go. So, yeah, um, those are my guys' first-round leaders. Let's do it. I'm just going to do some top tens. Um, I'm going to go, yeah, I'm going to go McNeely top ten as, like, my lock. I'm going to go Nick Hardy and Bo Hostler. Okay. Those, those okay. are my three. Same guys as last year, I feel. Actually, not same guys, but I just remember those guys. I remember them last year on that course and just how kept running into them after hitting good shots, you know? You, you, yep. you turn around, and it's, it's one of those guys. So that that's those are my three. Cool. I like it. All right. Should we wrap it up with our up and down? Let's do it. Let's do it. Jinx. Omeko. <laughs> uh, down. What do you got? Um, down, uh, I'll go with two football teams, the Fresno state Bulldogs and the Denver Broncos, um, both with awful penalties throughout the game. The Denver Broncos, why do you re- why do you resign or not resign? Why do you sign Russell Wilson, all that money and rely on kicking a fucking 63 yard field goal Preach. versus a fourth and five? What are you doing? Any timeouts? How much time? Three timeouts uh, and all the time. You should have called the timeout at 50 seconds, whatever. Fresno State, dude, Fresno's got some issues. Um, Tedford maybe was the answer short term, but I don't I don't know. He looks to me like an old dude that maybe doesn't care to coach that much anymore. And when you have six false start penalties at home, uh, it's oh, just fuck. concerning. And when you keep running the silent count at home and and you keep getting false starts on it i get what they're trying to do they know they're going to usc this weekend um and so they're trying to hone it in but like come on you gotta win the fucking home game first you so, gotta win the game you're I, in. I, um, I don't know man they just don't they they don't look they, they i don't know i want to i hope they turn it around i hope they show up this weekend but frustrating first week first couple weeks of football definitely and then my other down would just be not playing too much, which I'm not going to beat myself up on moving um, and with a, a baby on the way. So it's uh, get out, play, play when I can. I'm going to try to practice because um, I got a little Olympic club set up here for next next weekend. So but try to get out and practice. I'm going to practice my short game. I need to go find a spot that where I can chip and just spend maybe like an it's hour. Brino, dude. Chipping. I know it's gone. It's gone. They finally sold that place. The short game area. The short game area. Oh, uh, what they do with it? It's just like all dead. I think they're finally getting rid of the the whole place. Oh but yeah. no. Um, my downs are the exact same. Not playing in the in the dogs and the Niners. <laughs> exact same. I'm looking at my notebook over here. Uh, I'm not going to touch base in the dogs because you already did and t- touch base and not playing, but I will talk about the 49ers the 49ers other than that 10 and 0 start they had in 2019 when nobody was preparing for them they are historically slow starting 
so much so that I actually went and looked this up. My birthday is on week, <laughs> on, on week three. My birthday is on week three of every NFL season. And they have lost 12 of the last 15 week threes. Oh, no. Regard, regardless of when they were playing. The most notables uh, have been great. The the, the last one, uh, or not the last one, but uh, um, a few years ago, Jimmy G tore his ACL on my birth, uh, literally on my birthday. Oh, against the Chiefs. Yeah, against the Chiefs. Um, and then last year they just they stunk. Uh, but the year that they went to the Super Bowl, you know, that was that was nice when they went on my birthday for the for one time. So anyway, Kyle Shanahan, I love you. You're one of the best five, I think, coaches in the NFL. But I feel like sometimes you get way too fucking cute for your britches, and you just need to. Go with what works. Stop trying to be the smartest man in the room because I've seen that fail before. Yeah, he gets his less his little reputation of being the genius guy. If you get if to you, him a little bit, if you call three plays and there's fucking three boring plays and you're getting eight yards every single time, do it until they stop you. Okay, Got it. stop you, trying you to must. do these. Stop trying to do these triple option fake play action like i love those plays but when when it come crunch time yep yep those don't work those are so the many missing parts exactly Just... um and then i'll i'll do my up and you can finish with yours uh the new season is upon us this is the first full season of live versus pga tour i'm excited to see what what unfolds um, I'm also excited to see where some of these guys in the matter of time club end up top of my head. I'm thinking Willie Z's due for a major here. If he can get back, come back from his injury, you know, hopefully, you know, it's nothing that's super long-term, but anything with your lower back, you never know. Yep. Um, and I'm excited for the new start out here in Marin. I'm really pumped for that. I'm really just trying to embrace uh, being a suburbanite enjoying the peace and quiet, but also, you know, it's not too far from the city. Nice little quick drive in. You can still, you know, go see our people, go, go see, uh, to our restaurants and all that type of stuff. So just really looking forward to what the future holds. Absolutely, dude. Um, so ups for me, I'll piggyback on that. Yeah. I'm, I'm in this suburban life. It's fun. It's great. Um, it's, it's, it's definitely a change up from constantly living in the city and the hustle, but it is uh, we're, we're still just a hop, skip and a jump away. It was weird driving, you know, 45 minutes to go meet you to play golf at our yeah. old spot. You know, <laughs> that was really weird last week. And um, but overall, we're all we're all in, in good spots. So um, my other up is uh, one of my boys from Equinox hooking me up. And should be going and Hell playing yeah. at Olympic next weekend. So I'm going to hit the range, make sure I'm ready to roll and uh, make sure my short games fucking got, got at least somewhat of the touch that I normally expect from myself. Um, yeah. And then um, last up is the dogs, baby. We're still dogs fans. We got a game on national TV against USC. So uh, let's, let's hope for a good showing. The line I, will take, is, I will take losing last week with a win this week any any day. Any the day. line is very fishy. I thought it would be coming out at like 15, little, maybe almost like maybe even 16. It's 12 and a half. It, they want it to, you know, it'll probably be 14 by game time, but it's real. That's a real fishy suspect line for a team that just lost at home last weekend. Um, yeah, I still agree with you though. Mm. What you said about Teddy, dude. I think he's just he's his heart isn't in it. And God bless him. His he heart has, isn't. He in has it. a talented roster, dude. Three or four guys are going to be on NFL teams for sure. And he's got a lot of good. Uh, we've got a lot of good assistant coaches. So it's a new it's a it's a new offense. A lot of new pieces for him. Um, but yeah, man, the defensive coordinator. One last touch on the uh, Stevie Wonder saw that play that that they won the ball game on. Yeah. Um. How do you? So I I don't know. Um. But but yeah, that's that's it. Let's go. Let's get a let's up. Let's get an upset on Natty. I love it. I love it. All right. Yeah. We'll be back next week. We'll recap the Fortnite. Um. 
We will also preview the President's Cup, dude. I'm really looking forward to that, even though, like, you know, the entire field is diluted. But I, I'm, <laughs> I'm super, I'm still super pumped about it. Love watching the USA go out there and take on, you know, multiple countries because there isn't one single country that could take us on. Never. So, you gotta Never. love to see that. All right, my man. All right, brother. Next week. Peace. That does it for this episode of the Sandy Pars Podcast. We want to thank you all for joining us. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get your podcast content. Join us next week to recap the Fortnite Championship, preview the President's Cup, and much, much more. Lastly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Sandy Pars Golf and visit our website, sandypars.com, for our full library of podcasts and additional golf content like course reviews, reading guides, and more. Special thanks to our producer, Ryan Thiessen, and until next time, hit him straight.